0: podcast Where I, Lydia, and I, Ashna, open up the conversation on sustainability to inform and empower. We want to connect real people to topics they care and are curious about, but without the jargon or BS. Mm. Join us as we chat about all things sustainability related and how they intersect with our daily lives from eating out, to what we wear, to the latest technology and more. And we're also going to bring in some really cool guests doing cool things for people and the planet. Hello, hello! Welcome back. It's always awkward saying your hello. <laughs> when, I know when you're not physically
1: with somebody.
0: Yeah, it just feels like you're saying hello into like a void.
1: Well, welcome back, <laughs> listeners. Hello to you all. Hope you've had a great week.
0: Yeah, I mean, how you? How have you been feeling lately? How's your couple of weeks been, Ash? It's been good. I think,
1: as I was kind of saying before, I think everything, I don't want to say things are going back to normal. I hope, as I mentioned earlier, it's a new normal, but I, I hope, you know, it's, it's quite exciting to see our lives pick up again and them be filled with face-to-face interactions um, going into the office potentially. But yeah, I think, you know, I'm hoping I can actually
0: take more time and check in with people and ask people how they're doing. So how are you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. Um, I'm actually, yeah, it's nice to have a bit more flexibility again. Um, I remember when we started recording these remote podcasts when it all started and we were like, oh, everything's so weird. And when's it going to end? But now it feels a little bit like we're reaching a new normal, as you say. Um, And I'm I'm currently at my parents I don't I don't think I've told you this Ash sure, <laughs> I'm at my yeah. parents currently um, visiting which is really nice I'm staying in there they've got like this small cottage um, separate to where they live so um, I'm just there i seeing them every day which is really nice so that's perked me up a lot.
1: Our listeners Lydia's family lives in this perfect little British house with which for me is just so exciting I don't know she she always finds it fascinating by my
0: (laughs) interest in this gorgeous house but it is quite lovely yeah it is it is a nice countryside um, house yeah I'm very lucky well great
1: yeah I hope um, we just actually released our latest episode so we're recording this on Tuesday. i'm trying to remember what date it is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah just really start our latest episode so really want you guys to give us your honest feedback on it it was um you know more of a, a deeper conversation with the wise consumer so really just hope everyone enjoys it
0: yeah i mean we covered various issues all kind of relating to coming together and supporting each other in these difficult times and. Um, yeah, so it's, a, it's a touching on the pandemic, but also Black Lives Matter and things. So definitely uh, an important episode, and hopefully it's um, received well. And yeah, if if people learn something, then great.
1: Yeah, and I guess from from just our conversations, we really do want to commit to our our stance. You know, we're we're talking a lot about reflection and what other brands are doing and looking towards others but I think it's also just really important for us to look at ourselves as well mm. um, and part of you know part of that is committing to what we said we, we wanted to do which is to open up the conversation on sustainability to inform empower but I think you know I really want to use this platform to explore what that means in all different angles and in all sense of the word sustainability and using mm. this platform for other things as well,
0: yeah, and sustainability is such a big umbrella term, isn't it, and it just means so many different things to different people um, and you know that has consequences so like for example, it's such a broad and general term that it can actually be abused a bit sometimes. Um, like in the when when we see a lot of greenwashing and things like that from brands. But today, I guess we wanted to um, dive into the topic of ecofeminism, which is maybe the first time you've heard that term. Um, it's certainly not something we were like super familiar with before before doing this episode but it's a really really interesting topic. Yeah, not at all actually, you know, putting
1: you know putting it out there. I didn't even I don't even think I heard of the word until you sent me that article a couple of weeks ago on it and you know, I think now is also the time to explore other things that we might not have, you know, been familiar about, especially when it comes to black lives matter and educating ourselves on all different mm aspects of things but pushing pushing it out a bit further and understanding how are things actually connected and I think that's really powerful in what I've learned over the past few weeks especially is that there's so many different challenges that different people are facing right now but understanding how we can come together and how a lot of these issues are interconnected
0: that Mm -hmm. it's really
1: just driving that that bigger movement behind something quite powerful
0: yeah and that's such a good point it's about that interconnectivity um and knowing so we'll come more into this when we go into the episode but in a way things like feminism black lives matter you know trans rights ecofeminism they're all they all come back they're all interconnected because they're all linked to systemic um systemic Imbalances or um, oppression of certain groups, and it's all coming back to the patriarchy or you know certain um, political structures and things. And that is so interesting. And if you understand the source of one problem, you're probably going to understand and be able to link it to the source of lots of other problems as well, which I think is really interesting.
1: Yeah, and I think you know just kind of diving into what is ecofeminism before we kind of kick off today's podcast, really, it's that essence of, you know, there's several definitions of it, but it's that dominance exerted onto nature and culture. What does that mean? Um, And again, we'll, we'll explore the different definitions, different beliefs of, of it, but I think it's really just giving something a voice that that needs it right now
0: yeah definitely is 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 victim uh, is nature another victim of that dominance and these systemic powers that we that are in place? Um, yeah, it's really interesting. I think there's also um, a good way to think of it is that, uh, so, women can be, I mean, we'll come to this as I say, but women can be disproportionately affected by environmental changes. So, that's one way to think of it. Um, so, for example, because women on average hold less monetary wealth and rely on the, the natural environment more, they're, they're more likely to be displaced by climate change and impacted by it. So, that is one element of it. Um, and then there's also the view that male dominance or the patriarchy has led to the favoring of male views and behaviors and therefore ultimately that's led to the exploitation and degradation of the environment
1: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah it's, it's very complex probably the more we dive into it but um it's super super interesting um and i think it started surprisingly that we didn't hear about it until now because i think it came about in the 70s right yeah, it's been 50,
1: years. this word has been around for 50 years. That's kind of what surprises me of for people that, you know, putting you under this bucket as well, sorry, but you know, for people that are quite um, up to speed on sustainability, um, you know, different types of movements are quite clued up, you know, it's something that I hadn't even heard of or arguments that I hadn't even mm. connected, which is great you know i've obviously heard about feminism and heard about um environmentalism but it's how can we actually understand a lot of these thoughts and beliefs are connected and it is almost this kind of domino effect um we see that that people don't put two and two together
0: yeah and when we started this podcast we we did want to discuss the intersection of people and planet. And, you know, it's never more important than now that we see how important that linking people and planet, people and issues, not just planet, but any form of um, global issues is really important. And we need to advocate for change um, because it's not just going to happen by itself. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, from from when back in the 70s, when it was a French feminist, it didn't record her name, um, but basically said it was a disenfranchisement. So people essentially being deprived of the right to vote. So of of women, of people of color, of the poor, being linked to the degradation of of nature and whether that was the root of where ecofeminists came from, where our our rights and of that group weren't there um, where they are more established now it's still really interesting to understand how complex ecofeminism is and how complex some of these topics still are you know we we do have the right to vote black people have the right to vote but we're still seeing things like black lives matter and people still fighting for the voices of all these people for a reason and I think that's that's also in itself important to understand.
0: Mm -hmm, Definitely so today we want to explore the ideas within ecofeminism just hashing out a little bit more about what that is and understanding how gender plays a role in the environment and climate change And then also looking at some of the challenges uh, around it as well. So um, what the doubters might or the critics might say about it. Um, And then just think about how we can move forwards with our new um, enlightened view on ecofeminism.
1: I guess before we kick off, we still wanted to give you guys our switch on switch off moments. So Mm -hmm. let's do that. Also apologies to our listeners. If there is any sort of, um, droppage in my, uh, in my side of this we're not together still we're still over the internet and the one day it's the internet uh, is playing up which is essentially my lifeline right now so apologies <laughs> if there is any um things dropage be- any dropage
0: <laughs> any outages I like that word <laughs> um I was thinking you know maybe at some point soon we could do an outdoor socially distanced recording using our actual equipment yeah, well, you've got to come to London. I'm not going to Timbuktu. <laughs> <Fair. laughs> um, do you want to go first with a switch off, switch on, moment?
1: Yes. Uh, no, actually. <laughs> 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 Don't have one. Sorry. Let me think. Do you have okay. one? No. <laughs> Wow! Well, well, How we fill this boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I just thought of one. Um, so I' staying at my parents' house. Um, as I said, and they have this little cottage, um, which is a really old building. It's like the old um, coal shed or something that they've converted into like an Airbnb, basically. Um. And it's really very efficient energy-wise. So they've got um, it's good insulation because they converted it. So I think they put in great insulation at that at that point. And there's a conservatory added onto the back of it. So it's, it's getting a lot of heat from that. So actually, even though it's cold here right now, because it's, I don't know what's going on with this weather, but it's actually like... Quite chilly, even though it's June. Um, it's been like super warm inside here, so I was just like impressed with that little switch-on moment. Um, maybe because it was like plus thirty last week, so you know, just held in. the heat. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. Um, but no, I'm I'm enjoying this little eco house. Very cute. Um,
1: I just thought of one. It's not really a switch on switch off, but you know, you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> um, so this weekend I had a wedding. Um, so it was my first cousin's wedding, which, you know, obviously very sad about because I couldn't be in the wedding party and we're, we're very close. Um, however, she still wanted to, to go ahead with the wedding and still have her dream wedding, which was beautiful. But um, instead of going ahead with the normal plans, they did it all through Zoom which, you know, virtual weddings, I think we've touched on this topic, maybe um, in a conversation before, but very sustainable, if you think about it, you know, everybody's dialing in, you don't have to transport a lot of the people that were coming to this wedding, including my family, were flying from Canada, um, a lot of food, a lot of disposable plates, like think about how much waste goes into a, a given wedding I'm just thinking about my own wedding and thinking of how environmentally terrible it was so
0: hmm. that was
1: that was my switch on yeah
0: know. that's a good point and I think it's just very uh, a lot of creativity going into all these zoom weddings you know like people making them happen is just it's great
1: yeah and obviously it's not the desired outcome or what you know a couple would plan to do but you know at the end of the day they're married and they had people there socially distanced um, mm-hmm. other people still got to be a part of it which is what's important in the end yeah yeah so that was my ego in, even though it wasn't really mine but <laughs> no that's good um, cool. So, diving straight in, um, really wanted to kind of start talking about feminism before we even go into ecofeminism. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask you, Lit, actually, what I know you've done research and, and you yourself call yourself a feminism but feminism a feminist <laughs> um but yeah what have what have you learned over the past few years about mm. the feminist movement um mm.
0: yeah I've, I've 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 taken a lot in over the past few years um about feminists fem, about feminist <laughs> what are we saying <laughs> about feminism <laughs> being a feminist and um, I attribute actually a lot of what I've learned to the Guilty Feminist podcast, which I would recommend to anyone. Um, they uh, it's a comedy podcast, so it's run by a comedian, Deborah Francis White. She has uh, comedians on her on the podcast to talk about femi- feminism and how it kind of plays into life and and what some of the issues are around it um and just kind of accepting that we're all flawed in it as well which is important i think Mm -hmm. to admit um kind of like this podcast yeah admitting your flaws and it's okay to be imperfectly trying um so what i've learned is feminism is the belief and um yeah the belief that all genders are equal um, and have access; should have access to equal opportunities, equal rights, um, equality in every sense. And what has caused that not to be the case is patriarchal structures or the, the dominance of of the male view over other other people, other genders views um, for you know a large proportion of history. Um, and so what that does is it sets up an imbalance and like a flawed system where women are and other genders are disadvantaged um disproportionately because they're not represented in power. Um, So that leads, so similarly, and we're talking about interconnectedness, um, with like the Black Lives Matter movement, black people have similarly been oppressed by these power structures that have been in place for for centuries. Um, And so it's a similar thing, there's a parallel, um, but where the impacts are um, affecting and, and oppressing women so there's lots of ways that this kind of translates into real life um for example the pay gap so even unconsciously employers maybe pay uh women less on average because there's some deep-rooted ingrained belief that women can't do a job as well and they're not uh worth as much as men and it's subtle things like that which are a product of this ingrained system of uh, oppression of of women and other minority groups I guess
1: my my thought in in this is I guess not an uncertainty but I've just always struggled with being able to label myself as a feminist because I I just don't know if I've really understood what that means like for me i've i've personally never had you know i've I've been raised in a a house where you know men and women are equal my both of my parents worked and you know there wasn't that pay gap and it you know I, i what i'm trying to say is like i've never felt the need that there isn't anything equal in this world still and i i've read books like Lean In um, by Sheryl Sandberg which I love and it's educated me on a lot of things like this but I just don't know how what makes someone a feminist or what makes someone an environmentalist when obviously mm. I, I believe in all of those things that you've said but what does that make everybody an environmentalist or a feminist who believes all of those things?
0: Mm. I think I think personally I think it does I think if you're of the view if if you believe in the views of feminism and environmentalism or whatever it is then then I think you can call yourself that it doesn't necessarily mean you're actively like um you know protesting or um you know being a real activist around it but I think you I think if you agree with the concept um, and know about them and understand them, then I think you can class yourself as a feminist or whatever it is. Um, and I yeah, know.
1: but do, do you get that struggle? Like I I heard that from other people as well, where those kind of women's marches, and obviously I've been very much a proud supporter of of being a woman and what that means, an in International Women's Day, but I've just never been able to understand how one identifies with a movement mm. and if there's a checklist i know there there isn't but
0: mm. yeah and i mean personally i've never been on like a um activists uh, protest or things like that um but i think it's how you act and what you how you put yourself forward in conversations and in actions and the way that you interact with people or what you call out in them you know um do we accept uh you know say I was as a male friend says something which I don't agree with because it seems a bit sexist I'd probably call them out on it at this point Mm -hmm. um and I think that's that's playing your part you know um yeah, yeah i think i think there's a bit of stigma around the term as well as in there um yeah. <clears throat> or a lot of stigma people don't want to identify as a feminist even though they might agree with with the views of feminists because they they just there's a bit of uh uncertainty around what it means to be a feminist and and what all the the negative connotations that go with it with like the extremism and you know again it's it's the way that they're painted by things like the media and you know as like troublemakers or difficult which have which has actually held the movement back quite a bit troublemakers because, <laughs> yeah because it it makes people think oh I, I don't want to identify with them because that singles me out as some sort of difficult woman or man um but to support that movement but i think we I think it's pushing beyond that now and and a lot more people are okay to identify with it.
1: Yeah. And I think it's just this whole concept of not being afraid of what people think. And I keep saying this time and time again, because I, I also think it's myself that needs that lesson, Mm. but it's just, you know, why wouldn't I identify with being a feminist? Because, Ooh, I don't know enough about feminism. Okay. But I do agree with a lot of the principles of, feminism so it's just a circle that we we get ourselves stuck into just based on what other people might think or saying the wrong thing and being afraid of it and I think that also holds true for our previous episode it wasn't an easy one to record similar to this one where we don't know a lot of all the facts and the 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 kind of Mm -hmm. fine print but you know kind of going Mm -hmm. with it
0: yeah that's it i think it's okay to be imperfect and just to be learning like everyone else is no one knows everything um and yeah i think right now everyone's being a bit more open to that and um encouraging that curiosity and learning process which i think is really good yeah definitely well
1: i guess diving into feminism, um and again, there were so many different ways of interpreting it as a as a concept, as a, you know, it wasn't even actually classified as a movement, but more of concepts of ideas. Um, but I guess touching on what we touched upon, one that I found, you know, the first kind of main idea is what they call radical feminism um, under the eco-feminism umbrella. And that's kind of going back to the patriarchy um, where women are viewed in the same way as natural resources, something to be taken or used. Mm -hmm. Um, And this concept of masculinity asserting some sort of dominance to make women, the
0: environment feel exploited. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and as i say um i said a bit earlier women women are kind of disproportionate proportionately affected as well um when the impact uh, sorry when the environment is is affected so um it's not just the kind of exploitation of the environment and uh women because you know men or men in power may have seen um those things as commodities those things as resources to be used there's also the side effect that women are impacted even more than men are when the environment does get degraded because particularly in developing countries um women are uh dependent on nature for their income or um for their children to provide for their children um and have less money as well so they're more dependent on the land for their for their resources so um yeah but I think I definitely can see that that uh would be an issue and it's something which perhaps people tr- sort of inherently know about but might not actually label as a as a thing or like as a distinct issue
1: yeah, definitely. And I, I don't know when reading when reading about radical feminism in terms of kind of how in that how women can be more impacted by any sort of environmental degradation, whether it be them being those those kind of gatherers getting the fresh water. and if the water is scarce, they've got to go further. I really drew a lot of parallels from conversations we've had offline on environmental racism um and things like you know where the the water gets polluted can typically be in in black communities and it it does draw this interesting parallel and again there's just some sort of interconnectedness with all these types of issues coming together
0: yeah it's as if the you know the 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 dominance and the way that power structures have have been set up is just take 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 on everything that isn't in the image of those people in power mm-hmm. which has which has happened to be you know for the most part like white men historically yeah. and anything h- who isn't of that image is being exploited including nature and we can see nature as a as another minority group in a way yeah That's a good way of thinking about it
1: yeah, I think, you know, the whole radical feminism in, in essence is the degradation of the planet in this patriarchal society. And it's it, it's what that means. And we're, we're obviously seeing that in so many unfortunate ways, shapes and forms right now. But mm. I think that's the main one.
0: Yeah. And then there's also the other side, the other sort of concept in ecofeminism about that cultural ecofeminism where... Um, nature and women are seen as connected to each other in a more fundamental way such as through childbirth and other natural processes and that women are um kind of intrinsically linked to nature in that way
1: yeah and i think it you know i when reading about cultural ecofeminism, I do think it's quite poetic in a sense where it's, you know, mother nature and this this real link of what is mother, what is nature, both having to go through such processes in their lives of, you know, um, childbirth or menstruation or just big cycles kind of like the weather cycles or patterns and there are similarities and I think that's quite interesting to to draw those parallels
0: Mm. yeah definitely I think um, just on building on that I guess some of the the critics might say that you know why are men not biological creatures and connected to natural things in the same way as women. And I suppose, I mean, in my view, I mean, they are. <laughs> they are um natural. They do breathe, they do sleep, they <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they are a natural species. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so I don't know, I think maybe on that one, on the on the kind of idea, the poetic kind of interpretation of it where <clears throat> women are of the earth and I think that in a way can be those parallels can actually be if if they're put onto women more so than men it can actually negatively affect women because let me make sure I'm saying this right so if women are associated with nature more so than men and there's this poetic association between women and nature and childbirth and blah 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 it can discredit um, certain needs and opinions of women um, because they're associated with the flowery um, you know cyclical un, you know untamable whims of nature and Mm -hmm. that can maybe be seen as lesser to what men are which is logical uh you know practical and all of these things and so to create a a distance between males and females in terms to in terms of how they are how close they are to nature I think is maybe unhelpful because it creates that divide and othering Mm -hmm. which so I don't know how helpful that is really
1: yeah I also think you know just from and I don't have too much more on this point because I didn't really go into the lengths diving into it but cultural ecofeminism another kind of challenge or critique of it is it's not cross-cultural so there are a lot of cultural cultures um that don't you know that aren't the same as, as Western society and it you know having the female doing the the gathering isn't always the case. Um mm. so yeah I think every culture is so different. So so saying those types of things or what is the the predominant female role if that changes in, in several cultures it, it can be a challenge to have a movement mm. or a set of ideas linked based on something that's so changeable
0: yeah yeah definitely um I think personally I I like to think of it as as that first idea that we discussed which is the kind of the view that everything is there to be exploited Um, nature women minority groups and I think for me that's that's the one that I can see how that would happen and how that yeah patriarchal structures would create that view and yeah yeah. it's very interesting yeah definitely
1: and I think on that whole exploitation side it's it's a huge reason why I got into environmental science and why I want to continue to learn more, because it's, and I think I've mentioned this on other podcasts, it's really giving something a voice that doesn't have one. Um, And I know, you know, minority groups, people of color, women, you know, they're they're human, they do have a voice, but it's, it's in a different way. And it's, it's almost like nature in that sense, where Mm -hmm. it's standing up for something that can't um, at, at present
0: yeah it's um i think we need to advocate because we are in a position of power like relative to nature which can't have a voice i think it is you know our responsibility to to be the voice of it in a way um definitely
1: yeah so i guess moving forward there's so much on ecofeminism and just all of these topics we've talked about in the past couple of of podcasts that I think you know for me personally are, are worth understanding a bit more but it's really just how can we as a society break down these barriers of of domination of hierarchies how can we move towards more equalities and and really communities that are are playing on a a a level playing field that all have a a seat at the table um
0: with equal Mm. weight Mm. yeah i was listening to a podcast this morning actually um about and it was talking about um black trans uh rights and it is. Uh, they were talking about how to actually make a difference if you if you are um, trying to take part in in the movement, and it's a lot of it is about education of yourself, um, obviously at a basic level, and then but of others, and also encourage so yourself, your your circles that you're in, but also um, where you can trying to educate um people in the system so like educators and government and things like that so I think even at the very basic level if you're educating yourself you are breaking down barriers in a way you are helping to dismantle this domination these hierarchies and the but the more the the wider you spread that message I think the more we dismantle those Mm -hmm. things um I feel like I can do more. I feel like I can do a lot more with that because, you know, it's, I I feel like I'm quite clued up on this, um, on feminism and things, but I feel like I can do more to tell other people or, you know, tell, I don't know, really. I do find that quite difficult knowing where to start with it. Well, Um, I
1: think, you know, on that point of, you know, and I think kind of the difference of, of, as we spoke uh, on the last podcast of what's the difference between saying all lives matter and Black lives matter. What's the difference between saying, or the people focusing on black trans lives matter. I think, you know, it's great that all of us are passionate about something like the people, the planet, people of minority women, LGBTQ. And I, I think it's important to have a voice in that, but right now, um, it's how can we educate our, our things? How can we put, pull together our voices on specific topics that really need us right now? And I think that mm. is, you know, the black trans lives. It is the, those, you know, ones that are, are needing more love and support and nurturing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I guess that's, I mean, we're doing it right now in a way, aren't we? <laughs> making a podcast about it and and that in itself is is helpful to spread understanding
1: yeah and and almost using it as as the first step you know yesterday for me just as an example was the first step of researching some of these topics but me spending an hour researching topics I wanted to cover with you on today's episode is much more valuable than me you know flicking through Instagram or doing other things I could have been doing so you know I just Mm -hmm. I really hope this podcast pushes other people to if there is something we've said that's interesting and again we don't have all the answers um, learn more research more because that's a really great starting point in my opinion Mm, definitely and
0: what about kind of having this approach of focusing on care and nurture for each other and just generally seeing it as a, a responsibility, you know, like I guess you might call it like killing with kindness, yeah. <laughs> um, killing a masculine system or dominance with kindness to everyone and everything.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, whether it's, you know, the Black Lives Matter or ecofeminism or um, the Greta Thunbergs of the world and the the striking Fridays for future, you know, it's all pushing society in the right direction, um, Mm -hmm. which, you know, and it's all through kindness. It's all about nurturing each other. It's about nurturing the planet. It's about, really again making everyone have an equal playing field so Mm.
0: yeah and uh, I think even for people who you it's easy to forget to love and care for those that are not of the same view as you or who are ignorant to an issue Um, and I heard someone say something really interesting on a podcast which was it's not it's not every Of course, a lot of the majority of people are going to grow up in ignorance about these issues like racism and sexism and all of these things, because we have been, we have been led by the system to ignore those things. And so it's not people's fault necessarily that they don't know about these issues and that they're ignorant to them because they've been shielded from it all um and so don't be angry at your family member who might not know these things or be ignorant to them but instead treat them with kindness compassion um enlighten them in a in a kind way and i think that's the best way of approaching it really because then how can they ignore that yeah no
1: i think that's such a such a strong point because sometimes it can be so much easier to be angry. I think it, you know, anger and hatred is a cop-out feeling. It's an easy feeling to throw. I think it's a lot more challenging to look within yourself and and essentially rise above that and and just try to be kind. It's kind of the same feeling when I I speak to people of very different political views that, you know, want to continue building oil sands and things Mm. that I just fundamentally aren't aren't aligned with, but it's, yeah, it'd be so much easier for me to just get angry about that. But yeah, sharing what you know, and, and just focusing on yourself, spending your energy on what matters to you versus wasting that energy, that precious energy we all have in a given day being angry Um, Mm and I think it's yeah a huge point
0: yeah for sure and I think another uh, lesson or or thing to move forward with is that oppression is oppression whether it's for people the planet minority groups you know women people of color LGBTQ groups we're all um, facing issues that are interconnected and so don't feel like so it's not like trans rights are different to fighting for women's rights or you know it's because sometimes there's been there's been negative um press by by feminists about trans uh like trans rights and it just makes no sense because Trans issues and f- uh, women's issues are all linked back to the same patriarchal structures, uh, problematic systems. And so there's no point fighting each other. Oppression is oppression, and we should all... the space for everyone to campaign for their, the issues that, that mean the most to them. So I don't think we should, like, say some, one oppression is, is worse than another oppression, or not, or they're not linked or somehow... Mm -hmm. Uh, interconnected um because I think if you support one you're supporting all of the others um yeah I
1: I definitely uh, agree with that and I know you know right now we're focusing on one thing and it's it's important but also just making a way for so many other people and other swim lanes is important you know Mm -hmm. we're all swimming in the exact same direction so let's just do it together and peacefully I know we're probably sounding very kumbaya right now but I think that's the fundamental of it all
0: Mm. yeah I don't mind sounding kumbaya sometimes (sighs) (laughs) all right well kill them with
1: kindness (laughs) Um, great did you have any other kind of reflection points I know this whole episode's been quite reflective but um Mm
0: you. i think it's, it's i'm just really glad that we came across that article because i've I'd, I'd not thought of um environmentalism and uh sort of fighting for the planet as under the same bracket as feminism and and other issues um so i just think it's a really useful way to think about it Really, and I'm glad we've we've covered it and sort of learned about it because, um, yeah, it, it kind of reaffirms what what we're doing, <laughs> definitely, and it makes me, yeah, it just offers a new perspective and way of, of addressing the issues that we're having with the environment as well.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I think from from my side of things, I'm really interested in learning more about different movements or like ecofeminism a string of ideas um, because I really think it it challenges us even this episode in itself challenged me to to think about things um, think about systems think about the way our society is functioning and how can we challenge that so yeah I want to keep on pushing myself and also pushing this podcast to talk about other things in this massive umbrella that is sustainability society loving people and the planet
0: mm-hmm. yeah agree agree with that right
1: so, well that's everything then from us
0: yeah um you can always reach us let us know what you think um on hello at podcast or on our instagram at podcast switch, our website podcastswitch.com. um we'd love to hear your views and um yeah just just get you involved in the conversation
1: definitely well have a great week
0: in the lovely countryside with your horses <laughs> i will try um yeah i well i'm looking forward to coming to london too and having a bit of the opposite. Well, you're not making <laughs>
1: anything. I've probably seen five double decker buses drive by my house in the space of five minutes. Nothing exciting to <laughs> report over here. Same gray sky. <laughs> well, uh, that's it. We'll stop rambling. I hope you all have a wonderful week and we will speak to you soon. Bye.
0: Bye.